are listening to TKO on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, everybody? What is good, my friends? It's your girl, Janan, right here on TKO. As you already know, here on TKO, all we talk about is mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, and we kind of talk about other sports too, as you will see today on the show. We also discuss the issues that surround the world of fighting and sports in general as well. And we also pay tribute to some of the legendary athletes in the game, how they got started, and of course, where they are now. So what is good with all of you guys out there? Man, it's a beautiful day today here in Guelph, um, especially because you guys already know, shout out to CFRU 93.3 FM. We are located on the... Uh, University of Guelph campus, main campus, and um, if you walk out um, on campus today here at U of G, you will see that there's so many graduates in their beautiful gowns just walking around chilling because it is officially convocation week. Yes, so by the time you'll be listening to this episode, I'm sure you guys have already graduated and um, you'll be considered former Griffins and UFG alumni. So first of all, congratulations to all of you guys out there. You guys worked hard and um, like our president, um, uh, President uh, Vaccarino usually says, you persevered. Uh, it's beautiful and um, you guys made it. So shout out, shout out to all of you guys out there. You you were on that grind, you hustled and finally you you got what you dreamed of. And you finally graduated, so I'm just gonna drop a big bomb for you guys, okay? Yeah, you guys deserve it. It is beautiful, so enjoy your day and um, enjoy the next chapter of your life, which is um, probably featured uh, with a lot of great things um, coming up with for you guys in regards to work, um, maybe continuation of school or whatever it is. Enjoy your day and have a great convocation day anyways man other than that right now as canadians i would i should say we are in the midst of something very very important today is thursday june 13th which is a very important day in terms of canadian sports because today marks game six of the nba finals between the one and only toronto raptors and the golden state warriors so we all thought as Canadians, as Toronto Raptors fans, we all thought that the whole NBA Finals was going to be over on Monday night because that was game that was game five. Yes, because there's been so many things happening. I, I kind of forget. But yes, it was game five on Monday night. And we all thought that the Toronto Raptors were going to finish it all and um, bring the trophy home and, um, you know, sell up, do their um, celebrations in Toronto at, at home. But unfortunately, things did not go their way, and they lost by only one point. And that was really, really hurtful because as, as, as the fans, we stayed up all night trying to watch the game. And for the last five minutes of the fourth quarter, we all thought that the Toronto Raptors were going to win. And we were almost congratulating each other. But the most ridiculous thing happened, and I don't know, I don't know what it was, but unfortunately, the, the Golden State Warriors, they just used their opportunities better, and they shot some good three-pointers, and unfortunately, they won by one point only. Now, there's so many things that you can talk about in regards to the Raptors, how in this past game, in their most recent game, 
how their team was made up, how, like how their strategy was and all that, which uh, if we have time, I'm going to get into it because I think it's really important that we, especially as, you know, you could be a casual fan, a casual basketball fan, you could be a diehard basketball fan, but I feel like we've all noticed this. And because you're listening to TKO right now, you guys know what we're really, really good at, and that is breaking down sports events. And uh, when I was watching the the Raptors game on Monday night, I, I couldn't help but notice some of the biggest mistakes that the Raptors made, which I really hope they will improve for this upcoming game tonight for game six. Hopefully they will bring back the trophy to home to Canada and um, they will win um, game six and the whole NBA finals and become the champions finally. But you know what, man? I just want to give them a big shout out because I love the Raptors and I can't think of another time that I've been this excited for a sports event. I mean, yes, I do consider myself a MMA purist and a boxing purist and I love combat sports to death. But in terms of excitement and the adrenaline rush and that that feeling, that that great feeling, which is almost indescribable in terms of that feeling, that fandom. I, I can't really think of another time that I felt this way about a particular sports team or what have you, like another um, athlete for that matter. And um, so, yes, I just want to give the Toronto Raptors a big shout out. And I hope you guys win tonight because you really do deserve it. And yes, I really do want to talk a little bit about some of the things that they can improve for this current game for game six. So now without further ado, let's get started. So I'm just going to, yes, do this for the Raptors so that um, it's going to be like good omen for the Raptors so that they win tonight. Yeah, yeah, you already know, man. You already know, fam. Yes. And now, finally, I can say without further ado, let's get started. Oh, yeah. Okay. So let's talk about the Raptors, fam. So let's let's review the the NBA playoffs and how the Raptors have so far played off against the Golden State Warriors. So, yes, yes, of course, game one, we won. Um, Game two, we sort of messed up. The thing is with the Raptors, every game that we have lost in the NBA Finals, it's not been due to the fact that, oh, we were lower than the Golden State Warriors in, in, in regards to the, the level of athleticism or skills or what have you. It has never been the case that that has been our issue. You know what our issue is? We just need to have a good strategy when we come into the game. Because when you think about it, when you compare our whole team, the whole Toronto Raptors, when you compare them face-to-face, like player-by-player, with the Golden State Warriors, I would say, and I I, I can actually back it up, but I'm not going to talk about it in thorough detail right now, maybe another day, but I can argue for a fact that the Toronto Raptors is definitely a more cohesive team than the Golden State Warriors because yes, Golden State Warriors, they have Steph Curry, they have Klay Thompson, and yes, for, for some time they had Kevin Durant, and they have good individual players who can score a lot of points for them, but in terms of team cohesivity, the Toronto Raptors is a better team, in my opinion. When the Toronto Raptors give it their all, when they put in everything, put in all their efforts into one game, and they try to work uh, work well with each other, with each other in the team, 
Man, when their passings are are um, smooth and um, they each person knows where they need to be in order to score more points, then that is when the Toronto Raptors tends to win, right? So that's that was definitely the case for Game One, right? And then let's not talk about Game Two for that regard, but Game Three that was definitely the case, and also Game Four. So almost all the games that we have won in the NBA Finals so far. It, it has been because of the fact that the team worked well together. Everything was in harmony and everybody knew what to do. They wouldn't really, you know, act selfish, try to shoot points for themselves and whatnot. And it, it's just been really, really cohesive when we've won the games against the Golden, Golden State Warriors. But when we think about our losses in the NBA Finals for Game 2 and the past game that we had, Game 5... What has been our weakness? Well, when people don't know where to go, what to do, and who to pass the ball to, and when people don't know what their strategy really is. And I will tell you why, because sometimes when you look at a team, you can totally understand their makeup. You can say, okay, so now I understand, say Kawhi Leonard is supposed to be there every time there's a rebound or whatever, and Van Vliet has to pass the ball to, I don't know, Siakam or what what have you, right? Because you can tell what the makeup of the team is, what, what strategy the team is actually following. But for the games that we have lost, unfortunately, I can't, I personally cannot detect a trend or a um, particular pattern that the team has been following and I feel like the players have mostly been all over the place but who do you blame for this I don't want to say the coach because I feel like it's been mostly the coach our, our coach Nick Nurse who's been picking up her team and um, you know he's he's had his um, own moments uh, his great moments because if, if it weren't because of him obviously the players would have been all, all over the place and you can't really win uh, games if you just improvise and each person does their own thing obviously it has been because of Nick Nurse's um, uh, planning and strategizing that we have won obviously three of the past five games which is great but I just don't understand specifically talking about game five that we had on Monday night I just don't get why Nick Nurse if he is really the person who decides what the makeup of the team is what what um what strategy the team is going to follow in a certain quarter or what have you I just don't understand why he would do things the way he did in game five and I'll give you an example. For example, when the Toronto Raptors wanted to act offensive and actually charge towards the the Warriors side of the court, the Warriors would have the the strongest defense out there. They wouldn't even let say Kawhi Leonard to even get close, nearly close to to the to the hoop and shoot his shot. They would block him all the time and block almost everybody in the court all the time. So because of that, the Toronto Raptors couldn't really shoot a lot of clean shots. But on the other hand, if there was a rebound and the Golden State Warriors were to now uh, charge towards the, the Toronto Raptors hoop, well, there was nobody to guard Steph Curry. There was nobody to guard Klay Thompson. And of course, for as long as it lasted, there was nobody to guard Kevin Durant. So I, I don't want to put blames on anybody right now because it's a team. It's a team sport. You can't really blame a certain individual. You can't blame the coach. You can't, play, you can't blame the players at all. 
it's just unfortunately what happened in game five and I really hope that the Toronto Raptors really bring it tonight for game six and also I was thinking I know I'm sorry I, I, I um, I'm jumping from point to point but I feel like I, I need to you know put everything out there so that you guys know you guys are aware um, what is going on right now uh, with these games so what do I want to say? Man, I forgot. Oh, so for er, for tonight, for game six, we're obviously playing away. Um, we're playing at Oakland. And um, there's actually... Um, okay, so I will let you guys know about this um, uh, psychological study that was conducted. Apparently, as sports teams, if you play a home game, although, you know, everybody's rooting for you and everybody's cheering for you in the crowd, there's actually more pressure on you psychologically because you know that everybody's actually expecting you to win, right? So because of that, there's so much pressure on you and you because because you have that stress, that constant stress in your mind, you can't really focus on just just focusing on the game and and giving it your all regardless of what the outcome is. So you just want to do well. And so because of that, you get nervous and you mess up. And you, you might ultimately just um, get defeated. But when you play as the underdog, say in this case in game six, because the Raptors are playing in Oakland, um, there's a really high chance that because it, honestly, the, the, the reality is they think that they have nothing to lose and that they know that the crowd won't necessarily be cheering for them. It will be cheering for the Golden State Warriors. So they don't really have that pressure on them that they had on them in game five in Toronto. Of course, it would have it would have been great if they won the title um, in, in Toronto in Canada. It would have been great. The celebration would have been phenomenal. But it wouldn't it, like nothing they would lose nothing if they still play well in Oakland of course it would be great if they play well in Oakland but I'm just saying this time around I bet the pressure on them won't be as much as it was in game five in Toronto so all in all man I just want to wish the Toronto Raptors a lot of good luck and I want you guys to give nation to send your prayers to the Toronto Raptors I'm sure you won't be the only um, listeners out there doing this I'm sure the whole country of Canada or Canada is going to be rooting for the Toronto Raptors and everybody's gonna be watching the game tonight and I'm honestly so excited and um, I know the game is happening in about like uh, a, a few hours and I have so much work to do personally so I don't know how I'm going to be focusing on my work because all I'll be thinking of would be this game this game six between the Toronto Raptors and the Golden State Warriors but yes guys please do give it a watch I know it's not necessarily a combat sports event but it is something very very interesting especially if you're Canadian man it's just it, 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 it's al almost followed by this feeling of patriotic pride and I can't really describe it, but it's a beautiful feeling and I feel like the whole country is rooting for them and it's just a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful common point between all of us Canadians out there. So yeah, shout out to the Toronto Raptors. And now, finally, let's get into some combat sports events. Yes, so this past weekend we had UFC 238 happening and uh, it was it was featured by a lot of great fights, guys. And uh a lot of surprises took place and some of the things that we thought were going to go down didn't go down for example 
The third last fight of the evening was the most anticipated fight of the night, I would say. The people's main event, as they would call it. It was a fight between Tony Ferguson, who was going to be coming back, I think, after about a year. Yes, or maybe a few months, but it was a long time ever since he last fought. And he was going to be fighting off against Donald Cowboy Cerrone, who, on the other hand, he uh, was coming back from his last fight, which was about a month ago. So he was fighting pretty fast, and um, he's been getting a lot of fights in in a very short amount of time. And yeah, so you don't know if that actually affected his performance. But I I would say not really, because when the fight started, Tony Ferguson and Donald Calvary Cerrone, they were going toe-to-toe, and you couldn't really tell who was winning the fight because it was so close. It was mostly conducted standing up, and both guys, they were just going at each other. They would throw, so say Tony Ferguson would throw um, one combination, and then it would be responded very beautifully by Donald Calvary Cerrone in another um, set of combinations. And it was really interesting to watch. So I was really curious to see who was going to win that fight. But unfortunately, what happened was uh, Donald Calvary Cerrone, he, um, I don't know what it was with his face, but when he was absorbing those shots by Tony Ferguson, he he was um, sustaining a lot of damage in his face. So I think it was after round two, so when the guys go to their corners, well, actually, before the round ended, so here's uh, where it gets a bit controversial, but not really. But I'll just, um, I'm sure you guys saw it, but I'll just talk about it anyway. So when round two ended, the referee wasn't really quick to jump in and um, separate the fighters and say the fight is stopped right now, the round is over. So what happened was the bell went uh, went off, and unfortunately, I think, Tony Ferguson didn't really hear the bell go off, so he still finished his combination, even though it was technically after the bell. And the referee jumped in saying, hey, hey, what are you doing? Like, you're not supposed to do this. But I, I just honestly feel like Tony Ferguson didn't really hear the the bell go off um, the first time, especially because the person who was in charge of um, doing the bell at the end of the round, they didn't really do it efficiently. They did it two times, which was kind of confusing. So as a fighter, you know, things things like that definitely do happen, and it's okay. And I'm sure Tony Ferguson didn't really mean it, and um, uh, Don Calvi Cerrone didn't really take any offense to that at all, which was good. But what happened was people are saying that because of that untimely shot after the bell by Tony Ferguson, Donald Calvi Cerrone blew his nose, meaning that his nose broke, So he was having a lot of trouble breathing in through his nose. So when he went to this corner, obviously he had already uh, sustained a lot of damage. So when he goes to this corner, he wants to um, get rid of the the clog in his nose. So he tries to blow his nose. But as I as I learned later, um, you're actually not supposed to do that, especially if you have if you already have some damage uh, around the orbital region, like around your eyes and whatnot. Because if you do that, then that's gonna definitely add up to the pressure that is being built up by the by all the hematomas and all the um, all the blood that is. Um, you know, uh, look at it sub sub uh, dermally, right? So you're you're essentially, in simple words, your eye will just swell up, and that's exactly what happened with Donald Calvi Cerrone because his eye, I think it was his right eye, his right eye was shut completely, and he was trying so hard to open his eye up because he wants to continue the fight. 
But the doctors came in, unfortunately, it were rather fortunately, because I really don't want a cowboy to go in like that and fight Tony Ferguson because you don't really know what's going to happen and how much more damage he was going to sustain. So I was kind of happy that the doctor stopped it. But at the same time, as a fan, I couldn't really help but think, man, what could have happened if the fight actually did go to full distance? Who would have won that fight? But the fight was um, stopped prematurely by the doctors and it was declared a TKO in favor of Tony Ferguson. And Tony Ferguson himself, he wasn't happy either. He thought that he he could have won this fight more more fairly. And yeah, so he said that he's really open to a rematch, a potential rematch between him and Cowboy, which is great. That just shows his great sportsmanship. But personally, I would tell you that whoever, I mean, obviously Tony Ferguson won that fight, but I feel like he is with this win, even though it wasn't really uh, a clean knockout or a clean submission or what have you. I feel like he's still next in line for that title, for that lightweight title in the UFC. And speaking of that lightweight title... Yesterday in London, UK, the current lightweight champion Khabib Nurmagomedov and um, the title challenger, who's also the interim lightweight champion of the UFC, Dustin Poirier, they met up. They had their very first press conference in London, UK uh, for the fight that is supposed to be happening on September 7th in Abu Dhabi, right? For the first time ever, the UFC is going to the United Arab Emirates and um, they were there in London to promote their fights. And yes, so this fight is also pretty interesting. And like I said, Tony Ferguson, I feel like is definitely next in line to to get the next title shot um, against the winner of this fight between Khabib and Dustin Poirier. Um, I feel like the lightweight division in general is one of the best divisions right now in the in the UFC that everybody needs to watch out for. It, it is stacked with phenomenal fighters, with so many talented fighters, and it's just a matter of when uh, people get their get their fights and how far up ahead they are in rankings so that we know who's next in line for that title. And it's just really, really competitive. While in 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 reality, when you think about other weight divisions, for example, like the flyweight division for men's, it's not super competitive and it's kind of um, died down, what have you, you know. So the lightweight division is really, really interesting right now. And I'm really curious to see how things are going to go down between Khabib and Dustin Poirier as well. And whether or not Tony Ferguson is actually going to get the next title shot after that. And also, speaking of Khabib and that press conference, so Khabib said, I think one of the reporters asked him if he was going to get a rematch with Conor McGregor. And Khabib said, well, not really. Um, Not going to do that because uh, Conor McGregor in the past, I think he said a number. I can't remember what it was, but he's totally right. In the past few years, he's only won one amateur boxing fight and the rest he has completely lost. And, man, that's that's a fair argument. Fair enough. Uh, I wouldn't give Conor McGregor a rematch either. But it's uh, if you think about the money um, and the business aspect of it, it, is, it could be uh, very, very beneficial for anyone to take a fight with Conor McGregor anytime, whether it's an exhibition fight or if it's a title fight 
whatever it is although necessarily wouldn't be the most fair thing to do especially if you just take conor mcgregor out the street and have him fight the champion for the title that would be totally unfair to all the guys who've been doing who've been putting in hard work in that certain weight division and have been trying their best to get to the top so that they can fight for the title themselves it wouldn't be it wouldn't really be fair to those people but money-wise, if you want to get a lot of money, if you want to be set for life, if you want your children and your grandchildren to be set for life, then you can definitely <laughs> catch a fight with Conor McGregor, although I wouldn't be a fan of it. But it's it's a very good deal for the fighters themselves in terms of money, like I said before. So yeah, that's what Khabib said. And um, talking about the press conference itself, Khabib looked very, very focused. And I've... I've been catching up with some of his training videos as well. He looks really, um, uh, really strong this time. I feel like he's uh, putting even more emphasis on his uh, ground and pound skills. And that's all he's working on right now in training camp, or at least mostly working on in training camp. So yes, Dustin Poirier really needs to watch out for those takedowns and those horrible ground and pounds. But the question is, if the fight is conducted standing up, because we know that Dustin Poirier is one of the best strikers, at least in the in the lightweight division. He comes from a very strong boxing background, and if the fight is fully conducted standing up, well, is Khabib gonna hold up to all that great striking? We don't know that. And I guess we just have to wait and see how things will turn out for September 7th, where um, the fight this, uh, this fight is happening in Abu Dhabi. And yes, I cannot wait. Man, this summer is going to be filled up with so many great fights and so many great sports events. So yeah, definitely mark your calendars for that. And I hope that nobody gets injured and nobody lo uh, misses weight for that particular fight because I really, really, really want to watch that fight. And I'm sure a lot of people out there would like to see that as well. Okay, enough of that. So now, oh man, we don't, we don't really have a lot of time, but I wanted to still break down the upcoming boxing fight, uh, heavyweight boxing fight that is coming up for this Saturday. Yes, June 15th, it's happening. And... MGM Grand in Las Vegas. I'm sure a lot of you guys didn't even know this, but Tyson Fury is back, ladies and gentlemen. And I feel like we've been seeing a good, um, good roller coaster ride for for our top heavyweight contenders right now in boxing. So first we had Deontay Wilder fighting, like was it? I think it was last month, around last month. And then of course we had that whole thing with Anthony Joshua and the current heavyweight champion uh, Andrew Ruiz Jr. go down. And nobody was expecting that either, um, the, the outcome of that fight at all. Um, but now we have the lineal heavyweight champion of the world, Tyson Fury, who is going to be fighting off against Tom Schwartz from Germany. Mm, okay, I don't want to give any predictions because I know everybody's saying, especially with the past fight that Tyson Fury has had um, against the current WBC heavyweight champion, Deontay Wilder, people are saying, wow, Tyson Fury, um, he, he's a very good fighter, no doubt about that. But, you know, especially with the situation that we saw with Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz Jr., I feel like we shouldn't really underestimate Tom Schwartz either because we don't know how prepared he's going to come into this fight. And definitely Tyson Fury should not underestimate Tom Schwartz. I know he wouldn't really because he doesn't... 
he doesn't really have that mentality and he always fights like he's he's always the underdog and i know he he puts on a show sometimes in the middle of the fights just like bursts into dance moves and whatnot but that's okay that's just tyson theory but i feel like deep down he's not the type to to think that oh i'm definitely gonna win this fight he always fights like he's the underdog and that he has something to prove which is great for tyson theory so this fight between Tyson Fury and Tom Schwartz is one great fight to watch on Saturday, June 15th. Make sure you guys catch up with that fight. Um, I cannot wait to watch it myself personally. And I hope to talk about it more in more detail next week on TKO. But unfortunately, I'm just looking at the clock right now. Oh, no, that is all the time we're going to have for this week. Oh, but yes, make sure you catch up with our previous episodes. If you want to, you can go to uh, CFRU.ca to catch up with our previous episodes. And you can also go to SoundCloud and iTunes. If you want to listen to our previous episodes online, of course, you can download them. You can subscribe to our, to our um, account and whatnot, whatever you want to do. And so one last reminder, make sure you watch the Raptors game tonight. Go Raptors, woohoo! And also watch the Tyson Fury and Tom Schwartz fight. And with that, uh, yes, fam, this is TKO. It's your girl, Janon, and peace out.